Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steel fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host that puts you and the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan. And look, it's a show that we're getting right now into the preseason. I'm recording this on my Thursday evening. It'll come live to you on your Thursday right before, um, you know, we have this Hall of Fame game, the game against the Dallas Cowboys, where we're going to have a number of players in that game, whether they're drafted, undrafted, who we've t- we might have talked about on on the show in the lead up to the draft. You've got players that the Steelers have brought in. Basically, anyone in this game that's playing in a heavy role is someone that relates to exactly the sort of thinking that the Steelers, um, you know, inside the Steelers, you know, war room, so to speak, inside the organization, inside the general manager and the scouting department and the coaching and, and all the rest of it, all, all of that involved together equals exactly the decisions that are made into those players and exactly what this show focuses on. Today's show The key thing we're going to be talking about is TJ Watt. Now, in the last couple of days, we've had Art Rooney II come out and say, look, they're going to try and get TJ Watt's new contract done before before the season starts. And I think it's something that a lot of Steelers fans are sitting there with, you know, with bated breath and sort of saying, well, look, you know, what are the Steelers going to sign him for? How is it going to impact, you know, uh, our salary cap moving forward? 
So it's probably the best place to start is actually next year's salary cap. Now, I know that seems very odd of where we're at right now. According to Over the Cap, we currently have $73.4 million there. Now, that's based on the like a contracted 45 players for next year. That doesn't include, you know, obviously there with, you know, things like displacement, things like practice squad and what have you. And, and throughout this offseason, both on this show, you know, if someone's engaged me on Twitter, if it's been the BTC Slack channel, if it's been my touchdown under show with Mark Davison, I've constantly sat there and said, you can pretty much discount around 30 million straight out of that 73 or so million. And it's fluctuated, you know, from about 70 and up to 76. I think it was at one point in time and what have you. You can just basically take out 30 million straight away. That's going to TJ Watt per year. But the actual contract that TJ Watt signs is pretty interesting. Now, I saw an article in the last week or so from SpotTrack, uh, who are who similar sort of resource to over the cap. They do a lot of the contracts. They currently price TJ Watt's deal at an average of $25.4 million on a five-year deal. That would give him the number one um, outside linebacker uh, salary in the league, and it would make him the 14th best um, paid player in the NFL based on a yearly salary. Now, currently, he's the 28th ranked outside linebacker and he's the 497th ranked NFL player. And as we've got an average salary, you know, going around this season of $2.34 million. So that gives you a little bit where people are stealing, ste- steering, <laughs> stealing is too much, too much use of the word stealers there. But that sort of gives you an idea of where, where we're at from that perspective. Now, when we asked the question to our live chat, uh, this week on Touchdown Under, I wanted to get a feel for what some of the fans were saying. You know, I saw numbers between 115 million, which I said, look, on a four-year deal, I could see that on top of, you know, this year's deal. And then, you know, some people went up to 160, some people 180. The thing about the number is it's less about the the overall number. For me, it's more about the years that we're signing him for. So whatever deal you're going to do right now, you know, TJ is is basically getting paid, you know, about $10 million for this year. So you're going to count that as part of the deal because you're going to want to stretch this out, you know, in terms of those bonus years. So that's one of the key things. Yeah, so he's getting paid 10, just a tick over $10 million, $89,000 over that, right? Now, that's his fifth-year option. So we know it was, you know, came out in the 2017 draft. That was his rookie year. We've talked a lot about his stats recently, either on this show, and we talked about it all, um, you know, touchdown under quite in depth. Mark and I talked about it not last week, last week's show, but the week before, if you want to go back and listen to that. And we had a really good discussion around that, you know, TJ Watt, you know, starring this year as he has done every year and gotten better and better from a statistical point of view. But this is the thing when it comes to the contract, because really what the Seals want to do, want to do is really be careful about how much they can take this year, but also be able to sort of say to TJ, look, we want to want to that 10 million you've got this year. We might bump that up a little bit, you know, um, to sort of start spreading out the guaranteed, you know, amount of your contract and bonus that you, of your contract that's coming. Because the team currently has about 12 million, um, just a tick over 12 million right there in cap space availability now. Now that doesn't count for the the displacement. That's based on um 
you know, that, that's got the 90 Ross 90 players, but doesn't count things like practice squad um, and a few other giving them some money to use during the season. And then of course, there's basically there's about two or 3 million of that 12 that's actually usable um, that, that could be used for TJ Watt um, to increase his count number this year. It could be used to bring another player after training camp um, as, as the, as the sort of the different cuts happen. So that's the thing, but Going back to it, basically, what what I wanted to sort of focus on here is the fact that whatever the deal you get for TJ, what you need to basically say, right, is that on top of the years that he's got, right, the one-year deal, which is the, the, the current deal for the 2021 season, or is it including? Because that's where the number starts to skew um, in terms of the modelling. Now, taking a pause there, I think it's pretty interesting to look at what the Pittsburgh Steelers have done over the last season in terms of the OTC uh, valuation. Now, I've talked about that a, a bit on these shows as, we, as we've rolled them out. I took them a bit on, you know, on uh, Touchdown Under, even a couple of the articles I've written on BTSC. You know, I've talked a little about this. And basically what over the cap do is they balance the the average year per the, the contract number at an average per year against PFF numbers. Now, you know, not everyone's a fan of PFF numbers. I myself have issues with them at times. You know, they work for some positions, you know, whether they work for others is a different is a different thing. One of the key things to note off, off straight away is that the, the Steelers actually, their value over the, av- the average pay per year last year. So that's if you put all the, the contracts together for the Steelers and you work that out, you know, as average pay per year, what would they have delivered over that as a team was actually the second highest in the league. The highest was the Broncos who delivered 72 million over. Now that might surprise a lot of people. The Steelers, it was 68 million ahead of the Rams, the Seahawks, Washington, the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Titans, Colts, you know, and the list goes on. Bills are were after the Colts as well. That's probably a notable name for everyone. So we're the second highest in the league. But what's interesting about that is that TJ Watt makes up a massive portion of that because TJ delivered uh, an overall value of about $23 million. Now, his average pay per year as of last season before he was on the fifth-year option was $2.3 million. That meant that he delivered value of $21 million over his actual average pay per year. So when he did that, then that $21 million I'm talking about would be what the average pay per year over that contract. So you can already see that based on last year's numbers, not even accounting for future progress, he's already a player that's performing at a level of being $23 million. So with SpockTrack giving you a number of $25.4 million, yes, that accounts for, t- for two or so more million a year, but does it do justice to, to future salary cap growth due to increased brand, due to increased you know, sacks and tackles for a loss and pressures and knockdowns and what have you? Because that's going to be the really interesting thing is what number do you equate to what TJ Watt is doing. Now, when we talked about it last, we talked about TJ Watt last week on War Room, I talked about the role that he had played as part of the Steelers' 56 sacks, 213 uh, quarterback pressures, and 80 80 quarterback knockdowns. And so that's the key. That's one of the key things as well, is what role is he going to play in the Steelers continuing to over-deliver as a defense, as a, and quite frankly, as a team, because he's a game changer, 
as a defense as a defensive that defensive you know front seven as a as an outside linebacker you know the motivator that he is like and this is the thing is what number are you going to tie to because when you talk about the leadership, you talk about the skill and the Steelers roster, a lot of that 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 has moved on. You know, you're gonna have a rookie quarterback coming at some point over the next, you know, three seasons. Again, who are you building the team around here? Someone that got drafted, that owns that locker room and what have you. Because in three seasons' time, we're probably not looking at a Cameron Haywood. And so that's the thing about when you talk about valuation, is yes, there's a statistical valuation. Yes, there's a valuation over the con over the uh you know, in terms of over their performance as well. And if we go to back to that 21 million over, that's actually number one. That's 19th overall in the NFL. Big Ben was ahead of him at 18. 19th overall. That's, a, you know, you've got Pat Mahomes up there. You know, believe it or not, Kirk Cousins was in that group. There were several, there were several like, you know, big players there. Um, you know, the, the TJ Watts, the 19th on that, on that list out of all the positions, you know, when we had him at like a 2.3 million dollar contract last year, you know, Tom Brady ahead of him. You know, usually they're quarterbacks, right? Well, in fact, most almost all of them are. And then you've got TJ Watts sitting there last season. So he's the 19th ever played in the NFL. Number one outside linebacker, as I said, number one outside linebacker from a three-four, from a number one outside linebacker if you add in the four-three outside linebackers, number one, you know, player in terms of contract valuation. If you include three, four defensive ends and even four, three defensive ends, TJ Watt comes in number one on this OTC ranking. So already seeing that the validation in this $23 million number. And this is the thing is that now with TJ Watt, you're getting that extra game too that he's got, that you're going to have to pay him for. Now we know Dave Schofield's talked a lot about this and he makes so much sense and it's so right on the fact that they can't extend to it because right now part of his contract is, is, that's being paid for that 17th game comes out of, it's not paid out of the salary cap. It's paid out of a different pool of money from the NFL. And that's really key because the thing is, is that all the money we pay TJ is coming out of that cap and you have to account for that 17th game. And that's where I think the number may be a bit higher than what some people expect for TJ Watt. Because when we talk about the 23 or so million that he was worth last year, spot track puts him at 25 million. As I say, are you accounting for salary cap growth? Are you accounting for continued improvement? And are you accounting for that extra game? Because right now we've seen him go from seven sacks in his rookie year to 13 sacks in his second year to 14 and a half sacks in, you know, his um, third year. And now 15 sacks in, you know, in that fourth year. What's he going to do in the fifth year with 17 games? What's he going to do if there's playoffs? He got rested last year as well. He only played in 15 games, just like he, and he, in the same years rookie season. He was out injured in one of those games. So you got 15 sacks in 15 games. If he gets 17 sacks in seven games at the same rate, what what value are you putting to that? What if that sack in, ends the game for someone? You know, even if it ends a drive, even if it creates a third and long that you know puts a team under pressure and we do a pick six. This is the thing: is it, it's you know I, I hate to put a dollar value on that sack, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing from TJ right now in terms of his performance and now factoring in that into a new contract, you've got to think, what are you paying for for the future? And that's when I think this, whatever this number is that the Steelers go with, and I will tell you in, in part two what number I think that's going to be, you've got to think about it from that lens because it may seem high in the sixth year. It may seem high in the fifth year if you're looking at the, the like the, this year's um, fifth-year option being combined as part of this new deal because they are going to try and get it done before the season. And it makes sense from what they can spread out. 
also whether they want to add embroidable years or what have you. What I'm keen is a seven, I'm really keen for a seven-year deal, including this year. But again, it depends on how long do you want to be tied? Will the Steelers do that for a position that's not a quarterback? You know, what if there is a major injury? And that's where like TJ and his and his negotiation team and his agent are going to have to sit there and go, do we take a more guaranteed money, shorter term, term deal. Do we take guaranteed money over a longer term deal that's, you know, small, you know, that doesn't leave us room to renegotiate later on because the Steelers currently have a system where they don't renegotiate with players that aren't in the last year of their contract that aren't at that quarterback position. I do think well, after Kevin Colbert, that might be something that changes and people say, might say no, ownership hasn't changed on that, but I do feel like it might. So, these are some of the things that we've got to think about. And also for the Steelers, you don't want to give TJ an offer that think, makes him feel like he's undervalued. He's a, he's a fundamental player for this defense to come. You know, you want him with Devin Bush and Minka Fitzpatrick, and you want him there with, you know, whoever we're going to develop, you know, at the outside line, at the, sorry, the cornerback position, Alex Highsmith as well. Like you've got the crux of an awesome defense for the next five seasons, someone that will be able to take that mantle when when it comes off for Cameron Haywood. So they're sort of, they're sort of the things we need to be thinking about. Now with that, I'm going to take a break. Um, I'll be right back with you very shortly. Well, they're going to go into some numbers where I think we could really be steering towards this contract. And that's based on players at similar position, where the Steelers have spent their money before, and also really just my honest view on, on what his value is if, you know, if I was the GM. And so join me for part two and we'll, we'll go through all of that. We're back on Steelers War Room. I'm your host this weekly show, Matt Perival. That that show that I always like to say puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, and today it's putting you in the minds a little bit of TJ Watt's agent and TJ Watt, you know, and even the Roonies as they stump up this money, um, you know, and, and I mean, and we do as fans as well through tickets and other revenues and what have you that go into form the sal- those salary caps and, and the overall revenue that goes back to players as well, but. This is what this is what we're talking about today. We're talking about TJ Watt's contract. I wanted to get this in before anything's announced. I know they're working on something before the season. We might not see something for three weeks. We talked about him last week as part of that awesome role that the edge rushers have to play in terms of the Steelers' defense and 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 those all those three key stats that I talked about, where TJ Watt accounted for you know twenty five over twenty five percent of the sacks. He accounted for over you know, 25% of the of the quarterback pressures, and he accounted for over 25% of the quarterback knockdowns. So looking at where the Steelers' historical spending is, really the Steelers have balanced that amongst defense and offense. Currently, the player that paid the most, you know, in historical spending is Ben Roethlisberger at $265 million. Now, if you adjusted that for cap inflation all the way through, it would actually be $338 million. The second player on the list is Cameron Hayward. 
87.6 million. Um, and if you look to cap inflated expenditure all the way through, that'd be $95 million in today's money. Um, if you, if, if his deal had carried through all the way in, in today's money and he's going to make a stack more like an almost $22 million per year, uh, going forward as, as the cap number. So that gives you an idea of what they're willing to sort of pay the top guys. Now, People on this list as well that are currently on the team are like guys like Stefan Tuitt, you know, in history previously, they've paid guys like Paul Marlow and Lawrence Timmons. They're up there in the top sort of seven for, for, for Steelers players, historical spending, Ike Taylor too, you know, and then you really look at the rest of the list and, you know, as you look at the top 15, guys like James Harrison, Bud Dupree, you know, Brett Kiesel, um, you know, from that perspective. So Lamar Woodley as well. So, a lot of this is the Steelers' defense, and that makes sense. If you're sitting there as a Steelers fan, you're like, well, hey, like we're known for our defense. Of course, that's going to be the case. But what it does actually mean, though, is that don't be surprised if the Steelers do spend more on TJ than what you might be thinking that they're going to spend more on TJ because realistically, that is what's going to be required to keep a player that any any team, any team is going to, is going to cover, covet, sorry, they're absolutely going to cover cover a player like TJ Watt. So before the break, I basically said, look, what numbers would I look at? Now, the first thing we're going to look at is TJ Watt's not going to be signing a deal that his brother signed at $100 million, right? Now, he's going to, he's going to be breaking his brother's record. He is going to be the best paid Watt brother. He's certainly going to be a lot, a lot better paid than Derek Watt and Derek Watt's kind of overpaid anyway, in my view, uh, you know, from that perspective, but he's certainly going to be making more than hundred million than JJ Watt. So we can kick that off right now and say, JJ, it's uh, no more hay big spender for you. Now looking at edge rusher contracts, and I'm not going to go necessarily in deep and break each of these down completely, but right now at it, the edge rushes as defined by over the cap. So they split it into interior defensive line, linebacker and edge rush, right? So that's four, three outside linebacker, three, four DE, um, four, three DE, DE being defensive end, four, three outside linebacker. Joey Bose is currently the top, the top paid player on that list at 135 million average per year of 27 guarantee of 78. Um, which gives him an average guarantee of about 15 million there. And that's 57.8% of his contract. Miles Garrett's in there next at 125 million, an average of 25 million per year, 50 million guaranteed, average guarantee per year is 10 million. Now, this is the thing, this is the baseline. If you look at Miles Garrett and the next player on the list in Khalil Mack, who's got a total value of 141 million, average per year of 23.5, total guarantee of 60. And then, and he did a six-year deal, so it was it was the guarantee of the ten there versus Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's five. If you see there though, Kulmak took less but got the extra year with the guarantee. If you think about TJ being on just over ten million this year, the minimum they're probably going to guarantee him because this year it's going to be a, either a minimal amount of contract, you know, that they can possibly do with him, and then it's going to be whatever the average guarantee per year is. So you're probably looking at a guarantee of about 11 to 12 million minimum this year. Now with Joey Bosa, Joey Bosa's contract, I'm pretty sure he signed a, uh, yeah. So he signed a six year deal 
when he did that deal last year. But then he had a very small base salary and then it went up from there. He had a big roster bonus and then that's how they did it. And then they did guaranteed salary and then it flew in. So basically his base salary goes from 1 million in 2020 to 13 in 2021 to 21.25 in 2022 to 24 in 2023, back down to 15 million in 2024 and then 17 million in 2025. But the, the, the roster bonuses don't come back to the last two years. So it's back-ended. So if he's not performing, but the pro rider bonus stays the 7 million spread across it. Guaranteed salary there is is 43 million. Um, and then the bonuses that he's paid up front of that 35 million to give him the 78 million mark. And then basically throughout that contract together, uh, you know, it's quite a significant number there. So, these are some of the things that you think about because how are they going to build this contract? How are they going to make it team friendly? Like even the Mahomes deal at the 450 million on the, um, you know, the deal that he signed, signed there, the crazy one, I think it was what it was seven or eight years. But even that deal, when you look at it, technically, um, you know, sorry, the 10 year deal that he signed, even that deal, there's outs once you get past the three or four years. And that's the key thing to remember in this. The steals aren't going to do anything that, that ruins them. Now, the, the guaranteed amount is where I do think they might up-level and surprise a few people. So I mentioned Khalil Mack's number. Uh, I don't think Demarcus Lawrence is as relevant. I think Von Miller, if you look at his contract of 114.5 million, average per year of just under 20. Now he signed that deal a fair few couple of years ago now. Uh, guaranteed of 42 million. That was before we saw things like the Kirk Cousins deal, which was all guaranteed at the $80 million mark with the Vikings. Um, and his average guarantee is like 7 million per year. So his contract guarantees 36.7%. So if we're thinking about predictions there, given that Kirk, Garrett has a guaranteed percentage of Miles Garrett of 40%, Khalil Mack 42%, Demarcus Lawrence 45% um, over uh, Frank Clark 42%, Joey Boser at 57.8%. You're probably going to say that TJ is going to get the minimum of the 50%. I'm going to say that straight up. When we look at these numbers, you can you can definitely say that TJ Watt's going to get that, that 50%. Now, if we move over there, there's also, there was a prediction from Bleacher Report that basically said that Watt could sign a five-year $140 million deal. Now, that was based on math of $28 million per year plus his, plus his current contract. But I think the $28 million is the absolute lowest he's going to take, and I agree with the assessment on one article that I pulled up that did it. Now, if you look at as the total number, $172.5 million, Divided by six, you get $28.75 million. Now, that is a minimum, I think. Something's in my head that it's going to be this in this one seven number over six plus this year equals the seven, right? Where I more think we're probably steering at at the moment is $172.8 million. That, that's honestly where I think the Steelers will go $172.8 million is the contract that they're going to give him because that would give it at $28.8 million. Now, the reason I say this number is I don't think they're going to want to do 30. I think they're going to want to leave a bit more in the bank. I also think that they're going to want to be able to say to TJ by leaving more in the bank, this is what we're going to build around you. But we're going to guarantee you that 50 plus percent of it. So why we're saying it's going to be 
over $28.8 million, we're going to guarantee you at least $14 million per year. The thing that's going to be interesting, though, to do that is, as I said, there's probably about $12 million or so they can do this year, right? So they're going to have to be very creative in what they do for that bonus because that $12 million really, and as I say, if you do this, including including the same deal there with the, with the $10 million, you can actually play with how they're going to do the bonuses in future. And like Joey Bosa, could we see like roster bonuses at the back end of that deal that basically protect the Steelers if TJ doesn't live up to it? Now, I know that seems absurd to say, but who's to know, who's to know what TJ is going to do at 30, at 32? I still think he'll be smashing the league apart. I just do. You know, in four years' time, you know, he's going to celebrate a birthday you know, in a couple of months, but, it, you know, in turn 27. But I just think in his early 30s, he's going to be wrecking just as much havoc as he does as he does now. The other thing too is you want to you want to deal with whatever reason he isn't or, you know, someone wants to offer the Steelers ridiculous amount of picks, you know, this, you know, for a, a mega trade later on, you know, that he's a palatable option for them to do it. Now, look, I could be completely wrong. As I said, I think I'm talking, we're talking a minimum of the $28.8 million. However, However, the thing about it is that the contract, the, the salary cap, as I said on touchdown under in the last couple of weeks, that's going to go from strength to strength. Right now, the ceiling of it for next year is to, uh, forecast to be $206.2 million. That could easily go up if you've got full fans in the stands. And who knows with this Delta strain that's ripping, ripping through everywhere at the moment. But if it does, as I said, um, you know, from there, it could be 2020. In 2023, it could be 220 million. By 2024, we're talking more like 235 plus million, and it will just scale. And if you don't think right now that they're not going to turn 17 games in the next five or six years into 18 games and two preseason games, you're kidding. I reckon they're definitely going to be looking at this 100%. They've already extended the playoffs. They want to do this. They want meaningful football, you know. And, and that's really, and then they're going to have to make the rosters bigger anyway, which is going to have to, you know, have some sort of flow on, on effect to the salary cap there. So in, in some way, shape or form, because you're going to need a bigger roster to supply, you know, 18 games when you haven't had as many games to look at, you know, different players and build a pool of people that you might sit on your practice squad or float around different practice squads, but are familiar with your team. So there, again, there's some of these, these things to think about. And that's what I do on this show. I like to give you the wider, the macro lens, not just the micro lens on everything. So, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the key things what we're talking about here. So what I wanted to do today, just to recap, is really set out what the minimum I think is TJ will do. That's a minimum of a 50%, um, you know, guarantee. It's a minimum of a 28.8 million. But don't be, look, honestly, do not be surprised to see something like, you know, million, you know, $30.2 million. That's incredible. You know, over, over six years, you know, that like in in terms of being the average year per number, like that, that is realistically what it could be. Now that would break the $180 million mark, but the the composition of this contract is going to be what, you know, the, the salary cap geeks like myself or the Oracle Dave Schofield, you know, really want to see because, we know how much the Steelers are using voidable contracts now. What could they be using in future, you know, in terms of building these into contracts, do, playing with roster bonuses, making it fair on the team and what have you. But they were going to back, regardless, they are going to back up this Brinks truck for TJ Watt. Absolutely. And so they, so they should. You know, does Joey Bosa really deserve more than TJ Watt? 
you know, just a player that, you know, has had his growth, a player that ha- doesn't have the, ha- really hasn't had the injuries, um, you know, that Joey Bose has had, you know, a player that's, you know, proved just as much for, for his team as anyone else because TJ Watt has two more sacks than Joey Bosa in his career already, and, you know, and that's off, you know, four years of, of that play, not, not, the, not the five years that um, Joey Bose has sort of played. You know, so this is the thing is that we've got a player that's got 15 sacks and then 14 and a half sacks a year before. Joey Bose is only over top 12 and a half. If he can get that 135 and TJ is coming in, you know, in a Steelers team that's going to have cap in a, in a, in a time when we know that the salary cap is going to bounce back exponentially and we know the value of the edge rushers and he's proven value over that contract, you're kind of almost back paying TJ for what he's already done for you. You know, there's a lot of forward pay when we talk about contracts and a lot of prepaying for potential. We got we to back pay TJ for holding this defense up, for putting them in a chance in 2019 to still make the playoffs with Devlin Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph for putting the team, you know, in winning the AFC North last year against, you know, I think a lot of different odds. And, you know, there's that the role that he played in the 11-0 start and the domination. And to finish it all off, you got to remember, this is a player that is held on probably more 50% of the downs that, that he plays as well, that he's on the field, 50% of the snaps that he plays. He's held. It's unfair. It's illegal. I've said before, if I were TJ, I would have someone sitting there counting every time I'm held on the sideline and just say it in every after-match press conference until the referees got it through their heads that they needed to pull some people up for holding me. And then he'd be unstoppable. And then $30 million would look like it was cheap. So, look, I'm pretty passionate about making sure we pay TJ. You know, it was one of the first, it was the first article I ever read on behindstillcurtain.com. You can still find it, you know, how big a payday should the Steelers give TJ. If you've got thoughts on TJ Watt's contract, please, please tweet me. Um, you know, please tweet me at, at Matt Pev. And also, you know, if you want to email me your thoughts on this as well, Aussie with A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler91 at gmail.com. If you've got questions that you want me to address in this show, I haven't had questions in a while. I'd love to address them, whether it's draft, whether it's people out there in the free agency market, you know, and what have you. I'd love to address them. This show is about you, the BTSC listeners. And speaking of you, the BTSC listeners, all all you need when it comes to Steelers is behindthesteelcurtain.com. All you need when it comes to Steelers content is our live YouTube shows that are then on the podcast side. You've got your Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Rides in the morning, live mic uh, on Tuesday, Dave Schofield stat kick on, on Thursday. You've got the in those those PM shows. You're going to now have the pregame show. You're going to have the postgame show on the on the YouTube side of things. Then you go into the Scobro show. Then you go into the um, what will be Know Your Enemy in season. I think it's going to be curtain call through the rest of the preseason. Then on the Thursday night, you've um, you know got Steelers preview. Friday night six pack with Tony. Saturday night you've got Mark and I. You know Steelers touching under and all these times are you know for the US that we're talking about right now. And then you've got these new shows through the through the midweek part that are including this is including this was one of the pioneers of that. I've moved to the Thursday. I know I've got the fantasy football show on the Wednesday. You've got the um what you're talking about, Yinzers on the social media side. You've got the the ranking show from the guys down in Ohio there, and then Jeff, Jeffrey Benedict's on the cutting room floor. Really, what more could you need with 25 original shows, not including part, you know two parts? 
But look, thank you for downloading for downloading the show. Thank you for listening and I look forward to joining you next week when we can have a look at a few of the players that might have performed that we've talked about on this show before. Look at other players that might be coming up that went on drafted on different teams based on gaps or you know areas we think the Steelers need to beef up the roster after last week. Uh, but you know, that wraps up Steelers War Room for this week. Can't wait to join you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.